Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. Hello, uh, welcome to another Secrets of Success video. So today uh, I'm gonna be speaking with one of our principal consultants here, Chanel. Uh, so Chanel has been of a business about the same amount of time I has. Hello, Chanel. Been in the business about a year, and she's had some really good success with uh, within that year. So, really good opportunity just to kind of hear her advice on what has made her successful. Maybe some of the challenges she's faced. But to be honest, it's not been the easiest uh, easiest year for anybody, and uh, and see kind of how she's overcome those challenges. So, Chanel, I'm sure you'll do a much better job of introducing yourself than I will. So, uh, would you like to tell? Um, like to tell the audience uh, who, who you are? I actually cover the banking and financial services space, um, looking particularly at the private banking business. Uh, and that covers your investment guys, your front office guys like bankers and even portfolio managers. Yeah, so it's pretty extensive um, across uh, Singapore and actually now in Asia. Fantastic. Um, so let's dive into that. Uh, so let's dive into that a little more, especially you saying building out your business from kind of Singapore um, to uh, to Asia. And as we alluded to earlier, obviously last year was perhaps not the easiest time to start in a new business. So what so what did you do that allowed you to, I suppose, establish that quick start that you did in a in, in a new company? What kind of really helped me was having that having that structure that you actually set for yourself on a day-to-day basis. Um, so what kind of helped me to build the business in the first, um, I would say, three months, even in a difficult environment, was really to plan out blocks of timings. Um, say, for example, when you wake up, you know, you start working. So from 9 to 10, what do you do? 10 to 11, what do you do? So that structure really helped uh, to plant the seeds in the right places. And thankfully, um, that actually came to fruition from, you know, phase tool onwards so i'm definitely thankful for that <laughs> i know you have a particular particular way of 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 kind of working with your with, with your candidates and with your clients and i know you're not a fan of the transactional way of working and you particularly <laughs> like that kind of consultative relationship driven way of working could you could you tell us a little bit more about that mm. Okay, uh, yeah, that's a really good point. So what makes my market different from the other recruitment markets or the other um, typical markets that most um, people dabble in in Asia is that my market is really um, a very relationship-driven kind of model. And um, and what it means by that is that um, very often because I deal with uh, senior candidates, or basic guys who are in a market for a long time and they really want to hear things that are related to career planning rather than just talking about a current opportunity or um, just what you have on hand currently is really for the longer term. So I generally kind of have adapted to that as well over the years. Um, 
I kind of started like any other person uh, looking more towards um, a transactional type of uh, recruitment business. And then I evolved um, gradually to something more relationship driven. Do you feel that is actually due to your market or is that actually just the way you choose to work and other people could mm -hmm. work in a relationship driven way in other markets if they choose to? So I would say that my market forces me to be relationship driven, um, but also I appreciate that a lot because that brought me to a greater height. And actually for me, um, going back to um, 2020, where it was a COVID period, that was when I also really saw um, the relationships come through that where everybody was kind of in a situation where things were not moving, you know, clients are not hiring, but um, because of the relationships that were forged from, you know, three, four years back, that actually came through during that period. So I would say that I think definitely a relationship-driven model or business worked really well for me. It might not be for everyone, but then again, um, that really worked well for me. How do you make those relationships work for you? So how do you go about kind of building those relationships? So, for example, what do you talk about? How do you start those relationships in the first place? I still believe in the traditional way of um, having genuine relationships. So it's not so much via uh, WhatsApp. So I know that in our era um, or in this digital age, it's so easy to just text um, someone and say, hey, you know, free to talk and you just have a conversation over WhatsApp. Um, but then again, because you cannot really read um, the person's emotions, you can't really sense or gauge um, what this person is trying to tell you sometimes, and there might be miscommunication. So uh, what I usually like to do is, rather than just communicating over um, WhatsApp, I think really just have a face-to-face -face meeting. And very often, yeah, it starts with a proper uh, coffee or, you know, something along these lines. So yeah, I would say that is definitely one way to go about it. And in terms of um, holding a conversation, um, there's no secret to that, uh, really. Uh, I think for everyone to kind of um, be kind of adapt to various stakeholders you actually have to chat with, um, other than knowing about your market, the other thing will be to know more about your fans. Because that's what everybody reads, right? You read the news, you kind of um, see what's happening, sometimes in the financial markets, um, you know, like stocks and stuff like that. So that's another part. If you are going into the financial services industry, you kind of have to know a little bit. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be an expert, but you have to know a little bit to keep the conversation going or start somewhere. So yeah, so that's just how I have done it so far. <laughs> Great. And I suppose this is quite topical because it's exactly what we're doing now, having a VC. But um, in, I suppose, in, in the way we work now, it's, not always as easy or as possible to or, or just it's not even sometimes not even kind of responsible to meet people in meet people in person do you feel that um video conferencing is an adequate replacement for that or do you feel in some way that there's still something missing that you can only get from face-to-face -face interaction i think there's still something missing though um i think it's adequate to get um the technical side of things done so I think the factual stuff, you can actually discuss it very quickly over VC. You don't need to go into small talk or anything, but um, to really build a relationship, it's always best, I feel, to do it over food or coffee or, mm. you know, something where you kind of can, like, really bond over. So I think it's a good substitute um, during COVID times, but whether or not it really replaces the entire, mm. um, I think, like, building a relationship part, I think it's 
almost impossible. What would you say are the other biggest factors that have contributed to your success? So in terms of things that you do or how you approach things, what are the yeah. biggest factors that affect you? Um, okay, I think for me, two key things, other than what we already talked about. Um, I think the first thing is about um, curiosity and learning, which, mm. yeah, which I think um, has helped me to grow, or this trait of mine, or I don't know, like what, whatever we're going to call it, has helped me to grow a lot as a person, um, not just my business, but that kind of spiral into the business as well. Um, it's I think the curiosity part links back to being able to, or be, that being brave enough to ask questions when you don't know exactly um, what certain things mean sometimes, because um, mm. our role, um, it's highly technical uh, for positions that we run. Um, and that being the case, we can't assume to be the expert. Um, our candidates and our clients are actually the expert. And I guess um, one part of me that kind of helped me to grow quite a fair bit was really to be really curious. I mean, if um, certain things don't make sense or if certain things you really need to find out more, just do not be afraid to deep dive into mm. the technicals and always be open to learn. I think that's one part that um, has helped um me to be successful in a sense um yeah so and i guess um the other thing um will be to be adaptable because i guess that became even more apparent uh last year um that you can't really just be fixated on doing uh, your work or your business in a certain way um it might work it might work uh, don't get me wrong i think maybe what uh, worked for you five years ago, it may or may not be applicable now. Ideally, it works, uh, it will work now, but um, if it doesn't, you just have to adapt and not just be really stuck in, you know, what you're used to do. So I think the second trait is just really to be adaptable. So curiosity and, you know, being adaptable. Thank you, Thank you Chanel. I think those are some great answers there um, regarding, obviously, the, um, the curiosity and adaptability. Um, if I can add something there, but I don't want to put words into your mouth, so I want to check that uh, want, want to check that you agree with this. But it sounds almost like you're saying a bit of humility as well is mm. is useful as well. So what you were saying about yes, your candidates and your clients are are the experts, and 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 for you to learn and grow, you really have to admit that there is going to be information that you don't know. There are going to be concepts that maybe at some point you may understand, but at this moment in time, you don't necessarily get. So um, would you would you agree that maybe humility is another aspect, maybe kind of an unsaid piece in that advice as well? Because we are experts in what we do in terms of giving career advice, you know, knowing what's out there in the market, career mapping and everything. But when it comes down to the technicalities of the role, it's best if you ask the experts. And we are the experts for career planning and looking at, what's good in the market, but if it's technical, then we just have to, you know, admit that, you know, this guy's are better than us, then just be humble and just learn, right? Fantastic. Well, look, um, Shell, thank you, thank you very much for your advice. Really appreciate it, and also to our audience, thank you for, uh, thank you for watching this. Hopefully, you found some useful, found found some useful um, advice from that, and um, yeah, thank you very much, you all. Um, bye bye.